0: They say numbers never lie, but odds are they do. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and host Andrew Botlinick are about to go against the grain this week as we make our day-to-day picks. All views and opinions expressed in today's show do not reflect Elect or Northwest Missouri State University. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Everybody get What are they going to rule? Did he caught it? Touchdown! We're back here on Day-to-Day Picks, Andrew Botwinick, Sam
1: Steinmeier, and we're now joined with MLB analyst Grant Allen from Tipping Pitches. Grant, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Glad to make my first guest appearance on another show. I'm glad that our show on Tipping Pitches is growing this quickly. So, And, and speaking of Tipping Pitches, we'll we'll
0: get into some of the Astros stuff. I know you guys had already picked that name before all that stuff happened. It was okay. just kind of coincidental, but we'll get into that here in, in a different segment. But we'll start out with first some kind of old news will rehash some of the old news stuff the dodgers making a trade once again for mookie Betts. it fell out with the twins getting out of that deal and now it's back on the table it's already went through again i think the jock peterson trade fell through as well i don't think that one has officially went back through again yet but i i think the dodgers just really wanted to get mookie Betts, and they were going to do it regardless
2: yeah definitely mookie Betts was going to be in a dodger uniform whether you know um the Red Sox liked it or not. And uh, the Twins, why they got out of the deal is I think they wanted more. Or, or, or no, excuse me, I think the Dodgers wanted more for uh, Kenta Maeda. The, the Twins sending a prospect for Kenta Maeda. So Maeda's back with the Twins. Um, so it was finally nice to see the deal go through and all this you know, drama is kind of over now.
1: Yeah, it felt like the MLB was trying to manufacture like trade drama, kind of like the NBA for a minute there. Uh, with all this dragging out over the course of, I think it was five days, just for I had one of the trades to fall apart, right? both of the trades falling apart, the Jock Peterson and the Mookie Betts. Then they had to work things out again. The Red Sox, I think, have come out just looking really uh, bad here they're the red Sox. they should be able to pay a team a player who looks like he could be a hall of famer at this point in his career and you're just going to let him go to a team that you won in the world series against two years ago so and here's sad here's my take on on why
0: this deal went through the red Sox are about to get hit they're about to go into a hard rebuild mode and they're they're willing to get as much as they can out of the the assets that they have, because I would bet you the next piece is, is J is it JB JBJ Jackie Bradley Jr.
2: Jackie Bradley Jr. I uh you know he's pretty good. I think the one piece that, that they're gonna look to trade before him is uh, JD Martinez. He's uh, you know it's great, not really good in the outfield. JBJ is he's more of a defensive player, and more than anything, he does have a good bat though. Uh, but JD Martinez is another was another one of the power hitters in their lineup next to Mookie Betts. So both of those guys I can see getting dealt. And we'll go ahead and we'll kind of skip
0: past all the rest of the old news because that was probably the biggest piece out of, out of the last week or so in terms of player transactions. We get to get it, we did get a little bit of some proposals from the MLB, and we'll start with the postseason proposal, the one that was first made last week at some point. Um, some of the highlights from the proposal was seven teams from each league making it to the postseason. So it expands fourteen teams come in. Teams with the best record in each league get wild card round buys. Uh, two other division winners, as well as a top wild card team, get to host all of the three game series in a wild card round. And I think if if I read it right, the top team in each league gets to pick
2: who they play. Yeah, they get a buy, and then they get to pick who they play and that that's just baffles which, me which which is so stupid it is because no even when you're a little kid in little league you don't get to pick who you play no like you don't get to pick who you play you have to you know you have to play who you are handed like and you have to roll with the punches you saw a case in point 2014 the royals win the wild card the they play the angels who have the best record in the american league the angels can't say no. We don't want them. They they have the momentum. Send them to somewhere else. We'll take somebody else.
0: Well, and the you stupid
2: the the real stupid part of it is if if you they're going to pick the team
0: that's seated last regardless. Yeah, and at that point you're almost adding fuel to the fire because if you play the the one in the seven seed, let's say, <clears throat> in, in this situation of the proposal. That team that's the 7th seed is going to have – they're going to say, okay, well, we're the underdog. We can go in. We can try our hardest, get the win. But if the 1 seed says, I'm going to pick the Reds because they're the 7th seed, if you're the Reds, you're coming into the locker room and you're hanging that up, that's bulletin yeah, board that, material. That, they're saying the, – they picked,
2: the They handpicked us out saying, we're going to beat you. And also, why give them a bye? Baseball that's, is like yeah. so – off of routine you don't want you know so much time to rest and you're giving them so much yeah that's that's good in the nfl when bodies need to be you know rested and you know the buy is good mlb is not a i mean that's not a baseball is not a contact sport really and they don't need to rest it's all based off of routine and they if anything if you're the number one seed you play right away you play hundred and sixty-two
0: games of a season, just to say. Now that you've played every single day for the last like
1: six, four months, six six months. Si-
0: four or five, six months, take a week off.
1: And also, it's not going to help. It's no, not going to help at all. at all. Like historically, that's been a bad thing. They don't rest their players. Un- the only time they actually rest their players is to so they can have their ace starting game one. You don't mess with that rhythm. Historically and, teams have done worse when you rest them. Home. And
2: historically in the wild card, the team that wins the wild card game with the momentum goes and plays the team with the best record who gets a bye. Look at how that turns out. The, the nationals. Every they single won. season it seems like the there's Royals. A, there's a wild
0: card team that makes it all the way to the championship.
2: Uh, yeah. And so that buy is a detriment to you. You don't want that bye. And oh, it's just it baffles me why. MLB would think that is a good idea to give their best team, the team that people want to see make a run at the championship, make them wait, make them rest, and throw off their rhythm. And isn't it with pitchers, they usually get like three days off
0: in between in between five starts. Days, uh,
2: starting pitchers, it's like five days rest. Yep. You know, bullpen pitchers, they can go. I mean, obviously they're not pl- pitching bat to bat days, but they can go. You know, two days and then go pitch again.
0: Which defeats the whole purpose of, from the first round, you play your last game 162, you're going into the postseason as the one seed. You just pitch, let's say, for instance, Clayton Kershaw. You're going to wait a week, and Clayton Kershaw is going to be the guy you play regardless regardless of who you're playing, that scouting report you can almost guarantee it's going to be their ace because you'll have full seven days you'll you'll be able to say
2: we have too much rest yeah yeah five day five days and then you want to go go out and start again you give him a week he's like okay now my routine is off my now, Clayton Kershaw is saying now my routine is off i do a certain thing on the day after i pitch then i do another thing then and then when it's you know the fifth day that's my game time that's when i pitch then i go through all this rhythm he gets to that fifth day he's like I'm not pitching today. What am I supposed to do? And then he gets to the day where he's supposed to pitch. He's like, I mean, my routine's kind of off, but I'll try to do the same stuff. There's just so much that goes into baseball that's routine that they're taking away now. Yeah. It's throwing off.
1: Super convoluted, not to begin with. Like seven teams, I feel like you're taking away from the prestige of the MLB playoffs. It was a bit controversial when they added a second wild card team Now you want to add two more teams to that mix. So a team that could be almost 500 gets into the playoffs and they play a, I think it was supposed to be like a three-game series. And so what happens if the Reds get in, they have two aces, and they play the Red Sox who have been dominant all year, but they just don't have that ace. And they can just knock them off like that that's not what baseball fans want. They want a full series, I think. And and looking at kind of how the
0: National League was last year, I'll use this as an example how they had it. This is how it would theoretically work. The the Dodgers would get first pick to see who they would want to play. The next guy would be the Braves. The Braves would get to say I want to play whatever team the Dodgers didn't. So let's say if the Dodgers picked the Nationals, um which they wouldn't, but if the Dodgers pick the Nationals in that first round matchup after the bye week, then the Braves would say, OK, well, you pick them. We can't pick the Nationals. We'll go ahead and, and we'll pick whoever they didn't pick. So the, the Brewers or someone like that. Uh, then the Cardinals would get the pick and the Cardinals would just be left with whoever was left. And that, that makes no sense. I that-
2: did, um, you You explained all that. I don't know. Like, I didn't really keep track of that at all. And it, I was it's trying, kind of
0: it, – like, basically, the it's way – It's so confusing. The best analogy that I can sum it up for you as is saying if we were picking dodgeball, yeah. I, and uh, there are five – there. Were, in, in this case, the top half of the league as the team captain, so it would be in a game of seven with one of them getting a bye week. So, okay, so it would be three. There would be three teams that get to pick. One team is the grandfather of all of the teams sitting high up at the top of the chair. He's the head of the table. That would be the Dodgers in yeah. this scenario. The Braves, the Cardinals, and anybody else in that situation would be your three teams picking. The Braves had the best, second best record behind the Dodgers, which is why they're not the grandfather at the table. They're, mm-hmm. not, they're not in charge. The Braves would get to pick who they want to play out of the other three teams that are sitting there across from them. They say, we want you the next team falls in order we want you and then those last two teams are set so you're basically playing a game of dodgeball but you're picking to see who you don't want to play
1: it's like they're trying to make it reality tv like that's what it feels like i feel like they want this big spectacle where the dodgers pick we want to pick the new york mets and then there's this <laughs> drama where it's like oh you don't
2: believe in us blah blah i feel like they're yeah they're yeah, trying to dramatize so it so much that and like they're trying to like you know be innovative to draw in new fans, and new fans are looking at this like what? This it doesn't make sense. And old fans, like me and Grant, are looking at this like, stop being stupid and like not and like trying to make things so complicated. There's like, mm-hmm. you, you honestly, I'd rather go back to the old way of the playoffs with just one wild card team than ju- than this. I mean, if I can, I know this isn't my show, but to rant for just like
1: a quick second no no, if no you're you good you want no. to ma- market this game to new fans put the game where those new fans can watch it oh we'll let get into people, that oh, yeah. let people we'll- put gifts on social media let I mean, let people watch games on their phone? We'll get into that, <laughs> like, that, that Trevor Jesus. Bauer
0: argument we have coming up, too. So, don't, so hold that thought yeah, for sorry. just a second. You're fine. But uh, this is just purely a proposal. It's not official yet. It's something that could be happening after the 2022 season because the current CBA expires after the 2021 season. The real winner, though, would be TV.
2: Oh, yeah. TV gets
0: more yeah. games. They get to they get to publicly probably broadcast them picking and, their and dodgeball why, draft order. That's oh, why yeah. they're doing
2: this because they think, oh, we're gonna put it on TV. We're gonna get new viewers. Viewers are gonna see like who 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 the Dodgers gonna pick? Who are they gonna pick to play? You know, and what it's really gonna come down to is people are probably gonna tune in, but they're probably gonna say, look how stupid this is.
0: Which is sad because I know I have never seen an advertisement or any type of promotional thing for the MLB
2: draft. The actual draft. I have never the, once seen the, anything the, for it. The no. only re- the reason why you haven't is because they only run those commercials on the MLB network. And only baseball fans watch the MLB network. Which and, is another
0: reason why we'll get into our Trevor
2: Bauer argument and, that he brings up. The MLB draft is on the MLB network. It's not on ESPN, like the NBA draft and the NFL draft. And basically every single other draft, like, it's, it's really – they, they try, they're trying to centralize <clears throat> their media. And I don't know why they just won't make it accessible.
0: So the playoff expansion that they're looking at, once again, is not official. They're looking at potentially putting it in at the start of the 2022 season. So a couple years down the line. And, and Sam and Grant are ready to go into our next part. So we'll go <laughs> ahead and we'll, we'll speed right into it because I'm ready too. Trevor Bauer – one of the pitchers in Major League Baseball brought up a very valid argument, and it, I think it's a five-minute video, like six, six seven-minute video. Like on six
2: his, minutes, 47 seconds. Something like that on his YouTube
0: channel. Don't quote Sam on it because it's probably not exactly six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's something around it's there, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. But kind of the central thing is that Trevor Bauer brings up is kind of what Sam just brought up. Um, the way that MLB is set up, fans miss a lot just because they have to pay to get that content. Meanwhile, I think this is kind of the same similar argument he made. Uh, Bauer says that in the NBA, Steph Curry makes a three. You see it on Twitter five seconds later. If he gets a step back three to win the game, you see it two seconds later on Twitter just because it's immediately trending on Twitter. The way for baseball, it's different. It doesn't get shown. Mike Trout hitting a 450-foot bomb Gets shown a lot less than Steph Curry hitting a three pointer at the end of the shot clock.
2: It, it gets shown like twenty minutes after it happened by MLB's official Twitter account,
0: which, which doesn't leave a whole lot of room for fan interaction. Fans are upset because they they don't get to see the content as it happens. Meanwhile, in the the let's say for this instance, uh, in a Chicago Bulls Golden State Warriors game, the two of the the more of the bottom barrel teams this year. You're seeing everything that happens real time. Oh, definitely. I, you can almost watch the game without having to pay a dime for it.
2: I don't have I don't have to go searching for it on TV. I could watch Bulls Warriors on Twitter. Really, I could just in the highlights. It's alone, and and that's where the MLB is kind of
0: saying, we're not going to do that. We're going to go ahead and we're going to pay you to to watch games on the MLB network. You ML- have to have paid subscriptions to watch games. If yeah. you don't, we're going to have blackout games this season. Yeah, we're so going to have games where even if you're within 50 miles of being able to watch a Royals
2: game, you can't watch a Royals game because you have to pay us to watch the Royals. Not yeah, so there's, there's the MLB Network and then there's MLB.TV. And MLB, uh-huh. MLB Network, is you can watch it. It'll, it's with your cable provider. It comes on. It's one of the channels you get. And you can watch it there for free. Well, I mean, with your cable subscription. But uh, it's there. A lot of times I've been sitting down watching and, like, I'm a Tampa Bay Rays fan. If some of the off chance, for some reason, the Tampa Bay Rays are playing on MLB Network, uh, you know, I will sit there like, okay, please, please stay. Like, go to the Rays. And it will go to the Rays for, like, five seconds. And then the TV will go dark. And I'm like, well... Mm-hmm. That was that's cool, I guess. And now I can't. I don't watch baseball that day. So, <clears throat> you know, and then MLB.TV, TV. You have to pay so much money for the out of market games. So, say like me, you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan in Missouri for some reason. You want to watch those games. You have to pay like fifty dollars uh, for the entire year. Uh, fifty dollars mm-hmm. for you know the, uh, the year of. Raise raise games, or if you're a real big baseball fan and want to watch any out-of-market game ever, you have to pay like $100. And it's just insane.
1: Yeah, and you can't buy that. Like, if I'm a Royals fan, I'm a cord cutter, and I want to watch the Royals games, but I don't want to pay for cable. to you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. You can't. You have to watch it on cable. You cannot watch it through MLB TV.
2: And sometimes, uh, you know... Uh, you know, the Royals have Fox Sports Kansas City. Sometimes the games won't even be on Fox Sports Kansas City because, um, like, say you say you want to watch the Royals game, but it's, uh, it's on Fox. But you don't want to listen to the Fox announcers. You want to watch the Royals broadcast on mm-hmm. Fox Sports Kansas City. Too bad it's blacked out because it's on Fox and, you know.
0: And we, which kind of means that the, the MLB is fastly, not, not slowly, they're fastly approaching a UX problem and shout out Jackie Lamer for teaching us this about this <laughs> it's a user interface problem people aren't able to watch the games that they want to watch you, sam already just right here gave a perfect example he's a rays fan but he's in Kansas City for him to just watch the team that he likes to watch even during a down year he still has to pay $50 a month or $50 a year which obviously in some cases people can do that but you don't I'm you, shouldn't, you student, shouldn't have to. yeah theoretically sam can't so you can't I but can't. It just, they're quickly approaching a lot of problems that will be coming up. Mm -hmm. Not just in terms of that, they're probably going to try and start marketing a lot more. Some of the stuff that they're doing, a lot of stuff will be solely on MLB TV, online with a paid subscription, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of the stuff that Trevor Bauer got into in
2: the yeah. argument he made. And you know, he made an argument, he's like, you're doing all of this, they centralizing baseball, making that people can't, can't watch it unless they pay. You're losing an entire generation of athletes and young kids that will watch any sport. And since it's not on the TV, they're not watching baseball. I'm sure a bunch of kids who love Steph Curry watch the NBA every night, watch the NFL every Sunday. They'd love to watch baseball just like they do the NFL, just like they do the MLB or excuse me, the NBA. But they can't because their parents can't afford it or, you know, their little kids, they can't afford it.
0: And, and growing up in Kansas City, it was any time the Royals were playing, which was any day during the baseball season, I could just go to Fox and, and whatever channel it was on. I would be able to watch their games and I have to worry about if there was a certain way to to go do it. I would just turn it on and watch it. And it's that there. was the only game that was on.
2: There it's was there.
0: there was no other game that was on TV.
2: Sometimes un- sometimes you get a Cardinals game.
0: Exactly. If 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 the time w- differencing was if the Royals had an off day and the Cardinals were playing a divisional game, you you get the Cardinals game. Yeah. And you would just be okay with that. It was just kind of how it worked out. But that's kind of what's been going on in the MLB. We'll go into something now. That is an official change for the 2020 season. This was made, I think, yesterday. This was this yeah. was yesterday's news.
2: Yesterday, right before our like, radio practicum class, I looked, I saw it. I was like, "Oh, these are rule changes that are actually happening." Yeah, and, and some of the rule changes. I'll go ahead and I'll read through some of them, and we'll go
0: essentially rule change by rule change and talk about if it's a good change or not. Or some of them are not really as important. We'll start with this one. We'll just talk about. All of the rule changes first before we go into each specific one, but a three batter minimum is going in for all pitchers, starting and relieving they have to face at least three batters before they can be pulled out of a game. The only exception, injury or illness that prevents the pitcher. And I think Sam said this earlier before the show that the umpire at that point has to make the argument of it's if up. it's if you play yeah. if you pitch two pit two batters and you're saying, oh well, I tweaked something in my elbow, I think it might be Tommy John. The umpire can say, ah, you're lying, and they have to stay in. Yeah. They have to stay in and, and well, yeah, try and figure. They like Something like that wouldn't. They, they they're would, probably they would not going to go, out. oh, you're lying. But, but
2: still, it shouldn't be up to the umpire's discretion, It's, but it is. So. And So that's, that's the three batter minimum rule. There are
0: roster limits in terms of they're increasing the roster size from the active players from 25 to 26, uh, limiting to carrying 13 pitchers maximum. Smaller roster sizes in September. They're adjusting the roster sizes to 28 players, including a maximum of 14 pitchers, where normally it was they, you could bring anybody from your 40-man team or your 40-man roster on. Two-way designation players as someone who hits and pitches—it's hmm. an official spot now uh, for some of the players like Michael Lorenzen, Shohei Otani, Some of those players exactly positional player pitching. Apparently, this is a new rule that they're adding in now to where you can only have a positional player pitch if it goes into extra innings or if your team is winning or losing by six runs, which is a stupid rule if you ask me, yeah. but we'll yeah. save that one for a second. <laughs> There's now a 27th man, which is what used to be the 26th man, is now the 27th man. It's it's a kind of a special circumstance player, I guess. Injured list, and then the option periods, and <clears throat> then the yeah. challenge time. That This is one that... We talked about earlier, managers now only have 20 seconds to decide if they want to challenge a play rather than 30, which is an attempt to speed the game up. Yeah,
2: that is, like, there are a lot of people that are like, oh, that's a pace of play rule when you you can think about it. That is just down to a pace of play. Rob Manfred said he wants to get games under three hours. What is the difference between a three-hour game and a two-hour and 50-minute game? It's 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. I don't know why so much is going into pace of play and, all oh, we need to shorten the games. It's, it's three hours. Like. And you can shorten
0: the games as well by limiting the amount of time in between innings too. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. need to take 10 seconds out of a, a, a crucial challenge in the game because to, our, to add to Sam's argument, what's the difference between a three-hour game and a three-hour and 10-second game adding the manager's 10 seconds to say, I want to make sure that they got this call wrong because I don't want to lose this challenge. It's 10 extra
2: seconds. Yeah, it's really, it's it's not going to be much of a difference. And, you know, umpires will probably be like, yeah, I'll just wait. I'm not, like, they'll probably count out in their head to, to 20 and maybe give a little couple extra seconds because they want to get that call right. <clears throat> they want to make sure that they, you know, umpires don't want to be wrong. They want to make sure that they get the call right. So if they're going to give the manager time if he wants to decide to challenge or not so it's a rule that's probably going to be not enforced very heavily
0: it'll probably be a light like you said a light 20 seconds roughly but we can kind of jump in now i think everybody's going to want to start at the three batter minimum rule because that's probably the biggest one out of everything and then the smaller roster sizes in september
2: the three batter minimum is taking an entire strategy out of the game you have say you have a left-handed hitter coming up and your right-handed pitcher, you know, is not great against lefties. Well, you have the option to warm up a lefty, bring him in, and there's a right-hander behind him. So, get make that left, get that left-hander to pitch to the left-handed batter, then warm up another right-handed pitcher and bring him out of the bullpen once the left-handed pitcher's gotten the left-handed batter out. It's that simple. And, you know, that's an entire strategy. That's that's one of the, you know, things of baseball. It's like bullpen pitchers against, you know, you know, Batters that are coming up, and now they're taking that out of the game. I mean, you're you're giving a crutch Mm -hmm. to the defense. You're giving a crutch to the pitchers. You're basic. You are wholeheartedly supporting the offense in that scenario. You're saying, "Oh, we don't care if this pitcher is bad against left-handed hitters. He's got a he's got a pitch against him anyway."
1: Yeah, it's another one of those really dumb pace of play rules where they don't want to slow down the game where you're potentially seeing three pitchers and a three-batter inning. It's dumb. I don't like it.
2: Yeah, they want to limit time from, you know, bullpen pitchers having to come in and warm up and, you know, you play a commercial and they don't want.
1: Yeah, that's my big (coughs) thing. If you want to slow down pace of play, maybe don't run a commercial every time they change pitchers. Maybe... Limit the that, amount but, of yeah
2: limit the amount of warm up pitches limit do something like that, or you know because they should be warm enough in the bullpen, just give them a few warm up pitches so they can get used to the mound and you know the surroundings around them, and then let's go, and also maybe if you want to do pace of play like let don't let the batter step out of the box every time
0: yeah it, it's just some of the smaller things, and like you said, Sam and grant it's. It's been a strategy for baseball for as far back as I can remember. Because if someone hits really well against lefties but really poor against righties, people are going to put in a righty and say try and hit off
2: of him. Yeah, it, it's it, your best. It's be, it's the your best guy versus our best guy scenario. Which one's you know try to beat them, and they're taking that out of the game now. I know
1: we're going to put a limit on pinch hitters. Like I feel like the same limit should then be put for them. Like you
2: can't yeah pinch a hitter more than. Does games. a hitter have to face a pitcher a certain amount of time?
0: Or or if it's a player that's a switch hitter, as in, uh, i.e. Ben Zobris-type situation where he bats really well against both sides, can he then switch to the other side of the plate if they put in a righty? Mm-hmm. Can he switch to bat, to flip on the other side? Or does that just negate the whole, the whole mm-hmm. switch there in that situation? But I think that's kind of the argument for the three-batter minimum. The smaller roster sizes in September... I think that just hurts the MLB teams in general because they don't get yeah. to see their younger players in their AAA teams. They don't get to have those players come up. They don't get to see those players. And for some of these teams, like the Royals last season... They did that a lot. That had, was, they so that was it. They had
2: oh, yeah. they had all of their players come up. So they, they could have MLB experience. So when they are ready to play in the MLB, they won't be... Like, looking up at the bright lights, like, oh, this is my first time. They'll be able to sit there. It's like, yeah, I've been here before. And for
0: someone like Nicky Lopez, if it's like, if you come in and you don't play well in September and you're like, okay, well, I didn't do my best. I, <laughs> It didn't work out for me. The Royals see that and they say, okay, well, you're probably a year or two down the line from making it into the big leagues, but next September, we'll call you back up. We'll try again. We'll see what happens. And that only hurts. That not only hurts the MLB teams if you cut down on roster sizes, it helps them when it comes to to money, because if you don't get called up to the major league roster, you don't get that service time. You're not in the league as yeah. as as often as you would like to think you are.
2: Yeah, and the salaries for minor leaguers are, you know, I know you mentioned uh, we talked about it. You thought it was a lot more than it was. I think you said it was like fifty thousand or something. Because
0: I want to yeah. say that. In in all our, of the MLB games, they've always said it was like 50,000 minimum, and I was like, I don't
2: know, I don't know, but... And then, you know, I do a quick Google search, and it's like 20,000 really is the... And, and we'll kind
0: of get in. We have a separate part of our MLB. I'm shifting some of it over on the fly as we go. We'll talk more some of our minor league stuff with some of the Astros <laughs> stuff in the second half of our MLB segment, but would you have something real quick?
1: No. I, well, just on the note of limiting the... Rosters, I really don't like it because that's where these guys get their experience, and also, I mean, it's so helpful to teams. For me, when I'm a Royals fan, the most exciting part of the year is going to be September. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want to see Brady Singer come up. I want to see these young guys that are a bit far away actually play because I don't get Omaha Storm Chaser games. (laughs) So, and. I'm not going to see on yeah, social media either. So yeah,
0: you're going to have to pay fifty dollars for a season to watch the Omaha Storm Chasers. If,
2: so. if you're a team who you know, you're not going to make the playoffs in October, you know, you your most exciting time of the year is, Okay, here come these young guys who've been in the minors all year. Let's see what they've been doing. And like, like honestly, for the Rays, it, you know, they they are a good team. But I am excited. Uh, I am excited to see in September they still bring up guys. I st- I want to see Wander Franco and Shane Boss and all these. all the talent that uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have uh, that, you know, they can bring up in September. And so taking that away uh, to a certain extent, I know they they still have allowed 28 players, which is, you know, two two players. Two more. So you pick your two best prospects and you bring them up. Uh, So at least you're allowing the two best ones to come up, but still it's not enough. Because
0: teams will probably bring up one pitcher, one position player that's what they'll do they'll they'll roll with that that's what'll happen uh the earlier list of rules that we said were not official they were just proposals for the postseason that type of stuff uh for the 2022 season these rules however are official they're official rule changes for the 2020 season so one time i'll, I'll go through one more time a three batter minimum roster limits in terms of 26 man roster smaller rosters in september two player two-way player designations Positional player pitching, the 27th man, that that kind of weird spot, a situational spot, and then challenge time being shortened from 30 seconds to 20 seconds. Those rules are official. They were made official for the 2020 season just yesterday.